When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts and hello to everyone listening on the audio versions as well. My name is Az and I'm joined for his weekly team selection by Mr Gianni Petici who has got a red arrow but you're kind of alarmingly close to me in the rankings now at 39k. Don't sound so surprised, Az. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, I am close and I feel like I go into every week sort of fairly close um however one big captaincy call or one rogue pick like a bruno can then separate things again so it's going to be interesting to see i think we're going to have a very close season us two yeah all skilled the bruno pick uh, from me just you know had identified key things in the members area knew he was going to get you know a, a goal from a lemmy martinez spill um and you know 14 points from that so yeah you know just uh Ah, so it was all the members area research. I just thought you had copied Late Riser like everyone else, but maybe not. <laughs> there was absolutely no skill involved. There was no one I wanted and he was the easiest way to get back to Salah in a few weeks. That's the only reason I went for him. I had no expectations at all. Uh, but yeah, there he is. Big, big points. It's been, it's been a good season for me. Um, <laughs> for that kind of thing uh, right before we get into your team I want to talk about something and it's something a bit different uh, yeah. it is a free to play mobile game um, that are partnering with Fantasy Football Scout uh, this season it's not currently out yet it's in the beta uh, there's 10,000 um, sort of beta slots and you can apply and get involved in this essentially club is about building your own football club and it's fantasy football related. So you pick real players and they score points in the same way that you do from your normal fantasy football team. Um, you can choose some players from Europe's top five leagues. So it's not just a Premier League. And also you get lots of different ways of scoring points as well. So someone like Kante, for example, who isn't good in FPL, um, is someone that you can have in your side. You can actually build like a proper team of players um, yeah. rather than you know going for all the attacking midfielders um, and all that so you start with a, a budget and you basically increase that budget and you can be get better players get better stadiums um, badges all that kind of thing by winning matches and those matches happen over a four-week period so it's shorter weeks and you build it up and uh, you you can sort of increase and, and grow your your team um, through that dynamic transfer market um so player prices going up and down. They're putting loads and loads of thought and effort into this game. So I just really want people to check out the um, the site. There's links in the description um, if you're interested in that kind of football manager fantasy um, element kind of thing. Um, there's also for you, Jenny, a ways to reward content creators as well. So if you are loving it and you tweet about it and you you know get involved in in making you know articles and YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff, they reward you with you know more ways uh, more things for your club and you grow it all that way i think it's just a really cool nice new thing that they're bringing in which um which people are going to be interested in and it's completely free so excellent i'm gonna be definitely someone that gives this a go the europe's top five leagues got me mate mm. i yeah i like the other european leagues as much as the prem and i don't get to really take note as much because i don't play any games around the other other leagues i just watch some of them sometimes now i can Exactly. Yep. Haaland, Mbappe and Ronaldo up front, if that excites you. 
and that's the kind of game. I don't know how no, long you have to play until you got the budget a, for that. But. Mine's going to be Serie R11, mate. You know me. I'm going to get Serie R11 just so I can post it on, on Twitter to of annoy everyone. It is. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. Yeah, I think it's really cool because I'm a massive Football Manager fan uh, and also a big fantasy fan. And this seems a way of combining the both. So, yeah, uh, check it out. Right. Cool. Uh, links in the description um, for that too. Um, right. Let's talk about the game week so far. So you're on 49 points, minus four. You're not having a particularly good week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, De Gea in goal with a game tonight. Cancelo, Trent, Alonso. Oh dear. Talk about him. Uh, Jota, Foden, Bowen and Mount. Oh dear. Talk about him as well. Uh, Antonio, Ronaldo, captain. Oh, triple dear. Um, like so many of us. And Dennis. You bench Regulon. So you kind of thought that North London derby was going to get postponed, which it did. Uh, rumours that he's not in the in the team tonight as well. Oh, I've not seen those rumours. That's good. Um, I'm not sure if that's confirmed. I, I, I saw a, a, it might actually, it might have been a predicted lineup rather than any actual news. But, you know, there was, everyone's a bit worried about whether he's going to start or not anyway, because he hasn't been playing much. Um, so how are you feeling? 49 points? A bit mad. Um, I'm... Yeah, it's the first time in a while where my transfers haven't paid off at all. Like, I've been taking hits, but the hits seem to have been kind who, of who, worth who it. did you bring in? So I took a four-point hit, and I, I sold Mason Mount for Son. We all had to sell Son. Sorry, I bought in Mount for Son. Yeah. And then I sold... Um, I can't remember who I sold for Dennis. Um, I sold a forward for Dennis that was... Oh, rubbish, Lacardia. So it was with a view <laughs> to the double yeah. game week. Like, I... I said to Mark on the deadline stream that you may have watched, which was chaotic. I think you did with Ed and Mark. I might just go Mount and then I can play Regalon. And then he, Mark was like, well, you know, if you buy Dennis, yeah, the second one of the games might be called off because we knew about Burnley by then. But he was like the Norwich fixture. So I did took a four point hit for Dennis because of Mark. Like, you know, can I, can I'm, I I'm very say proud that, to admit that. That stream, the deadline stream, it was you, Mark and Ed just before the deadline. And it was one of the funniest streams I have ever watched in my life because Ed was having a complete breakdown. You were the voice of reason, which yeah, I've never seen you be before, which yeah. was very strange. Mark was all over the place. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was just so, it was so much fun. I'd enjoyed it. And, and Ed spent about 15 minutes with his head in his hands pretty much over his free hit team. It's great this stuff. is what happens when you spend time with Ed though. He brings chaos to the table and it affects considered managers like Mark or it affects fairly stable <laughs> managers like me and it makes you do really bad decisions and that was just a little insight into Ed's crazy crazy head and I can promise you the more time you spend with him the more silly decisions you make things like 50 pound VIP tickets because you've got someone in your ear all the time yeah so um if you want more of Ed uh he'll be on Scoutcast match day with me this evening and as always it will be organized absolute chaos so come and join it's great yeah i think and you know i think if, if anyone's listening to these and they ever see a stream with you know um mark Jenny, and ed the the ff fest crew you got to check it out because it's they are they're absolutely brilliant. Ed, ed you're right ed, ed adds in that beautiful element of chaos which was so funny because you know everyone's panicking about the deadline for the, for the double game weeks and and having yeah. ed there to you know he, he spoke for so many of us with his head in his hands trying to sort his free hit team so yeah it was it was very amusing <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, he doesn't mind being a terrible FPL manager. He knows he kind of is, has got the casual vibes. And I think everyone kind of sometimes needs to see that yeah. window because we're all so serious about FPL. He really isn't. So it's quite light it's and fluffy. Refreshing, <laughs> refreshing. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't go to him for advice. If, you, if you're, if you're, you Not know, awesome. if you're tuning into the deadline stream for some last minute, um, <laughs> some last bits of sage wisdom, then Ed probably isn't the one uh, to go for. But 
for entertainment, he's um he's right up there. Uh, but yeah. let's don't go to advice to, for Ed. I don't want to make it's the Ed show, yeah. but don't go to advice for Ed with for anything. Like you know, <laughs> not limited to FPL. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Um, right, let's talk about Chelsea. So Chelsea played Brighton last night. I thought Brighton were absolutely brilliant throughout, uh, similar to how they were, well, similar to how they are in most games I see I see Brighton play. Lacked cutting edge as as usual, but managed to get the goal from a corner, which I can't yeah. remember any corners we've scored this season. I think it's got to be one of the only ones we had. But you've, you've got to be disappointed as, as a Chelsea fan because you've been rubbish for ages now. We have. We were top of the league at the early December and now we're how many points behind? Um, yeah. What I would say is um, from, I think, the first or second week of December, first week of December, Chelsea have played 16 games, Brighton mm. have played nine. And that showed, that really showed. And yes, Chelsea have the bigger squad, but geez, did we look leggy. Like having two-legged semi-final of the EFL Cup and having no matches postponed from COVID really, it's, it's really taken its toll. And Chelsea looked terrible. And I'm looking at them going... You wouldn't want any of their FPL assets. I can't remember the last time we kept a clean sheet in the Premier League. Um, and then their attacking players. I went for a short-term punt on Mount because of that Brighton fixture. I fancied him. Like I thought I, I might get. He didn't look like didn't look like scoring any points. So they're definitely a team to steer clear of. And I hope now having a little break. Yes, they've got the Club World Cup, but they have got a bit of a break as well. They'll come back from that to a sea of green fixtures. By the way. And by then, we might start having the likes of Reese James back and then they become an option. But without the wing-backs, Chilwell and James, it's a different, it's a very different football team. I mean, who was the high-scoring player for, for Chelsea in this whole game? It must, have, it must have been Ziyech, right? Probably, yeah. He's the only one that scored. Only one that scored. One, one and there was no clean sheets. Game week. Yeah. No clean sheets. Yes. Yeah, one goal, as, and we didn't look like scoring anymore. It was one no. goal and one goal max. Like, yeah, against City, there was one one-on-one -on -one for Lukaku against Edison and one big chance. And last night against Brighton, there was, I can't remember any big chances. So, yeah, it's poor. They're an obvious sell, aren't they, like the, the Chelsea players? Because, I mean, you've you've talked about them, you know, and you've, you've got two in your side, but they've got Spurs next, then two blanks, and then Palace away, which isn't an easy, particularly easy game. Mm -hmm. And then another blank. So, you know, that takes you right up to the 5th of March. From the 5th of March, though, the yeah. fixtures are amazing. Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds. Yeah. So that's going to be the time when we're all probably looking to get Chelsea players back in. But for now, it's it's, it's got to be a sell, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. I think so. And my Mason Mount move was actually, obviously, like people were saying, why are you buying a Chelsea player? Don't just do it because of the double. Look at all their blanks. But Mason Mount, genuinely, and it sounds ridiculous because of his price point, Mason Mount was bought in to be my Salah placeholder. That wasn't something I spoke about in the stream last week because I didn't quite, I don't think by the time we did it, we knew about Son or whatever. But I look at my midfield, I'm not selling Jota, Foden, Bowen or Saka anytime soon. Mm. So how do you get Salah back into this team? Well, that fifth midfield spot. So I knew if I went Mason Mount, by the time I need to sell him after the Spurs game, that's when we're all looking to bring Salah back in anyway. So yeah, sure, I've got to move some funds around, but that fifth midfield spot, Mason Mount does become Salah. So I was happy to go for a short-term pick there, knowing Salah was always going I to come I think the, the the Mount Ronaldo to Salah Watkins, I think is going to be a very popular yeah. move because Watkins is obviously around the same price as, as Mount and Salah's around the same price as Ronaldo. So if you've got a little bit in the, in the bank, I think that, that move makes makes a lot of sense. Um, just look at your, your other, other players this week. I mean, it's, it's just been a disappointing week in general, isn't it? I mean, the only teams that had doubles, really, you know, you're looking at, at, at Brentford, we're not expecting much from them tonight. Chelsea have, have, haven't delivered. I mean, Brighton didn't deliver. 
think Cucurella got like five points or something, but people who went for Trossard or Mope or, you know, these guys just, just would, would have been burnt by it. Um, it, it was just it was just a difficult week unless, unless you bought in Fernandez. He was the only one, really. Only he one. was the difference maker. There's always one, isn't there? Even in, in even in a poor double game, there's always one player who who stands out. It is amazing with him, though, isn't it? It's amazing that someone can be so poor all season yeah. and then kind of just when you need him, he, he comes in. Were you tempted? Yeah, he came in. He came in. Don't get me wrong. He came in and fair play owners. It was a good. It was a punt, but it was a good call. But. He didn't have a like. There was nothing groundbreaking about that performance. Yeah, United first half were good, but second half were terrible. And the first goal comes from a huge blunder, and the second goal comes when it was all Villa and United mm. on the break. And Bruno is so good at that. Bruno can has got legs to get forward. He's not the quickest, but geez, that guy can run all day. And he does always seem to pop up in the box, especially when the other team is pushing. I remember last season the amount of goals Bruno got late in a game when United were one nil up or two nil up. They're going to the last 10 minutes. I remember a game against Newcastle, I think it was. It was all Newcastle. And I was thinking, I don't own Bruno. And I just know United are so deadly on the counter, especially Ollie's United. They really were. And Bruno was always the one getting on the end of the ball on the counters. And again, we saw that off the bar goal. But yeah, XG 0.35, two goals. It worked out very well for his owners and fair play for going there. And those on a free hit, I hope many on a free hit went there. So if you're mm. on a free hit, you probably didn't pick Cancelo and you missed out on those 11 yeah. points. You may have missed out on Trent's 10. You may have missed out on Bowen's seven. Like the single game week players, other than Bruno, have got the biggest scores so far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about I, Neither of us were tempted to free hit, I don't think, just, just, given, no. just given the options that we had. I can, you know, fair play to people who, who went for it and, and tried to hit hit it but you had you were relying on like I said players like Trossard and you know even like Lukaku or a Mount I mean Mount would have been in pretty much every free hit team imaginable yeah. but obviously it just didn't come through it was just a it was just a tough it was just a tough week unless you weren't owned like you know the kind of key players everyone's got in Cancelo and Trent and then the one player who's who's done well in in Fernandez it's gonna be an interesting game tonight um I think we're all expecting kind of a a fairly sizable United win given how poor Brentford have been but there's a good comment in the chat um, from uh, Frode who says that your pool table is reminiscent of United's tactics. The uh, the one 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 formation. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I missed good. that. Yeah, very, uh, good. very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see a United first half last time out played the 4-3-3 and Bruno in that midfield three should mean fewer points by the way and it didn't. Um, but I think the 4-3-3 they did look slightly better and I think we mm. will see that tonight again. I think 4-3-3 might be here to stay. The 4-2-2-2-2-2-2-2 hasn't worked. <laughs> it has not. No. Um, right. So that's looking back. Let's look forward then. Uh, so your team that you sent me the reason this stream uh is is called what it is is because you basically messaged me and said you have no idea what you're what you're doing this week uh so we've got De Gea in goal uh, we've got Cancelo Trent and Alonso Jota Foden Mount Bowen Saka uh Ronaldo currently captained and Dennis and then you've benched Antonio Diop and Regulon so what's your kind of early thoughts with with this team yeah, firstly, I guess this is just the way FPL is going at the moment. I genuinely don't think about my team until a day or two before. Um, and until tonight's fixtures are over and we've had another night of eye testing or potential injuries or whatever, I haven't given it too much thought. Um, but at the moment, I'm looking at it going, unless we get a double game week announcement, and there is hope and there is talk that Aston Villa and Leeds could get a double. But for every day that passes, I am like... Ugh. Are we going to see it? Um, if we don't get any doubles, I'm very tempted just to roll the transfer. And hopefully, 
for every week that passes, we don't get doubles. There's another week of planning where we can go, oh, we've got doubles to come. And if you go into that with two free transfers, it's great. So at the moment, if we get the double, my captaincy and transfers will be targeting perhaps Aston Villa or Leeds. But if we don't, then I'm looking to roll. At the moment, I've got a fairly strong bench, like Antonio against Man United. That's probably a fixture you want mm. to play, Antonio. Like, we could have Harry Maguire back in the defence. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> and, okay, and, you know, United play midweek, West Ham not. West Ham a little bit of a rest. Antonio certainly needs that. So, again, like, even with this 11, I'd be tempted to perhaps play Antonio over a mount um, and bench, bench Mason Mount the way Chelsea are looking at the moment. Um, so, again, that's a bit of a 50-50 call. But, yeah. No transfer plans unless we get a double. And if we do, Alonso, obviously, I'm looking to sell soon. Alonso to Dean looks like a very easy transfer. I think we could well have quite an interesting situation on our hands, which is if the, the deadline passes and then we and then Villa have another game dropped in. Yeah. I genuinely don't know what's going to happen, what FPL we're going to do about that. Because yeah. from what I understand, they can't add in a game when the when the game week's already in progress. But equally, yeah. they can't move the deadline forward. Yeah. So we had a chat about this when we were recently at the Premier League, didn't we? About yeah. sort of adding games. And it was like, that's never been done. They've never moved deadlines once it's been set. No. It's all, if we look at the 12 years or 13 years of the game, it's never happened. So it will be an interesting one. It will be. It's because we've got this big break now, this like kind of two week break. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. What, what are you feeling with, with Villa? Because Villa seem obvious targets. To me, I mean, mm. the double game week or not, there's there's going to be one at some point. They've got really yeah. good fixtures. They're playing well defensively. Um, they're looking a lot, lot better under Gerard. Yeah. Um, and you know, Watkins is looking a good option. They've got Coutinho now. They've got even players like Ramsey. Even Buendia is now maybe a, a target for us. Is there yeah. is there any like Villa players that you're you're maybe considering? Yeah, there's there's three, and it's 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 one in each position. And actually, even without the double, looking at their fixtures, it probably makes sense to sell Alonso for Dean now. Like I look at it, Everton, Leeds, Newcastle, Watford, Brighton, Southampton. What a run of games that is! Like even if we weren't getting doubles, that's still great. So Dean at the back, Coutinho in the middle, Watkins up front. I do think we could go into Villa's first choice eleven. When Deer is playing really well at the minute, and that makes me think it's going to be Watkins down the middle, Ings probably mm. has to drop out. I don't think he's going to disturb that midfield three of McGinn, Ramsey and, and Douglas Louise that have played so well together. Like Ramsey is the best 4.5 in the game by a country mile. Um, and then you go narrow front three, a bit like Chelsea's would, two inside forwards in Coutinho and Buendia. And then Watkins, who's been probably their player of the season, that's what Gerard said recently, as the number nine. That does mean there is a massive incentive to, for the fullbacks to push forward because both Coutinho and Buendia will drift in. It's not playing with your El Ghazis mm. or your, your um, who are the other wide forwards, Leon Bailey's. Um, yeah. So again, Luca Dean and Matt Cash come into the equation. And I just think Aston Villa will keep clean sheets. Very good goalkeeper. Gerard was very good at the back at Rangers. And he did ask his fullbacks at Rangers to get forward a lot. So I can't split them in terms of Dean, Coutinho and Watkins, who I'd prioritise. We usually go towards the glamorous number nine that's going to score goals. But actually, I think the clean sheet points and the assist points Luca Dean gets could be really valuable. It's, it's interesting because I've, I've been doing quite a lot of, of research on, on Villa for Black Box tonight, looking at them kind of before Gerard and and, um, and and Post. If you're listening to this, you get a bit of a spoiler for tonight. But uh, essentially, kind of the, some of the things I noticed which were quite interesting were just how much Gerard has improved them defensively. I know they haven't really been keeping the clean sheets, but attacking-wise, there isn't a huge amount of change. But de- defensively, they're, they're a lot tighter. But there's two players that have really 
failed to deliver for Gerard. Looking at the stats, one of them is Ings, whose whose stats have really fallen in terms of expecting goal involvement, um, you know, and expected goal involvement per minute as well. So, I can't. Uh, Watkins is at the top of both, by the way. So Watkins is, is the biggest threat for for Villa, both under Smith and under Gerard. So he he's the obvious. He's the obvious buy for me. I think you're right. I think in the system they've got, I, I can't see Watkins being shifted out wide to accommodate Ings, who hasn't exactly been setting the world alight under Gerrard. The other player who's been the biggest underperforming player for Gerrard has been Matt Target. Interesting. Who he hooked at half time in the opening game of the season against Watford because Ishmael Saar was giving him the runaround. Yep. You, you talk about you talk about um, you know him him wanting to bomb up forward with these with these fullbacks. Well, looking at the attacking data. Um, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's 11 games under Smith, 11 games under Gerrard. It's, it's like the perfect time to actually kind of compare them. Um, for chances created down the left, it's fallen from 43 to 31 under Smith to, to Gerrard. And looking at targets, expected goal involvement per minute, it's fallen to 948, which is pretty much second worst out of all of the options that Gerrard's been using. That's, yeah. that's compared to him at 491 under Smith, where he was fifth best. Interesting. Inside. So he's bought Dean for a reason. He, you yeah. know, there's, there's people talking about, oh, there's going to be this rotation between Dean and Target. Can't see it. Dar- Target yeah. has, has, oh, been, no has been poor, has been so poor. Yeah, you don't spend, tw- uh, for a club like Aston Villa, with all due respect, you don't spend north of 25 million on mm. a left back unless you're going to play him every week, right? And, and Dean doesn't leave Everton without those sort of assurances if he's going to be sort of in... And Villa don't play enough games like Champions League or European exactly. football to, to go to rotate. He's playing once a week. He's going to start every week. So are you a, are you a Dean or a Cash? I'm a Dean. Um, Dean? And I like Cash. And don't forget, guys, Cash used to be a winger. Uh, not in a well, that's forest. why you started I'm fest, sure. wasn't it? <laughs> what? <Sorry. laughs> oh, dear. Um, get, the yeah, I mean, get the book out. Sorry, sorry, I'll stop. Matt Cash, Matt Cash used to play for Nottingham Forest as a winger. So he can go forward very well. And he's done well. He's just got a re- call up for Poland. He's swapped his nationality. And he's a very good, solid Premier League player. I just think Dean will have the set-piece threat. Um, he'll share those with Coutinho and Buendia, I'm sure. But you have that added element of just going forward. He looks more likely to get assists to me than Cash. I don't know about goal attempts. I'd probably say Dean is quite goal shy in terms of goals, but so is Cash. Um, so Dean for me is worth that little bit extra if you have to spend it in FPL I get confused now I'm playing fan team the prices he's definitely more expensive in fan team in FPL I'm just looking now he's, he's cheaper are they both 5 oh he's uh, 5.1 cash yeah cash is a little and bit Dean's more. 5 yeah. yeah so yeah Dean for me um, and I really would like double biller looking at those fixtures whether that's Coutinho or Watkins Watkins is difficult for me to fit in I don't want to sell Dennis I like him as a third forward knowing Watford are due so many fixtures I don't want to sell Antonio at all, but Ronaldo will have to go. So I guess Watkins will come out for, mm. uh, Watkins will go in for Ronaldo when that happens. Um, so yeah, things are looking good. I mean, just going back to the fullbacks, what I would say at Rangers again is, I think it was the right back, James Tavernier at Rangers scored a crazy amount of goals for Gerard. He wants his fullback so high. Check out James Tavernier's stats. He was on penalties, I think. And I really dislike the guy um, because he breeds dogs and cuts their ears and does dog fighting and all horrible things. But hell of a footballer that scores goals. Um, so again, looking wow. at that, Cash and <laughs> Dean will be getting forward. <laughs> Tell them where to go with with that uh, with that with that knowledge mm. that I didn't have. Um, it's been a bit disappointing in terms of Villa's attacking numbers though down the flanks. Uh, like I said, they haven't improved yeah. at all. 
in terms of creating chances down the flanks under Gerrard compared to compared to under Smith. And I think a lot of us thought that was going to be quite a big um, yeah. you know, thing for them. One thing to note, though, is that Villa have, from an attacking point of view, have had a, a, they're 16th in the ticker since Gerrard's been there out of the 20 teams, whereas under Smith they were ninth. So it, right. it could be that we haven't seen the kind of full free-flowing fullbacks that, that you know, we kind of that we kind of are, are expecting. Um, I think it's just, we spoke about this last week, I can't remember what team, it's so much easier just to shore up the back when you come in. I think Gerard hasn't had the hours on the training grounds perhaps perfect yeah. that movement, but so it hasn't been his priority, but I think we'll see it. Surely you sell Alonso for one of Dean or Cash. Yeah, I Is don't... Is that not the easiest, that's about the easiest move I could I could think of for you. That's very likely my move. I just I just wanted the assurance of a double game week. Let's say Aston Villa don't get one and someone else does. That Alonso to a fullback playing twice. Mm. I, that Alonso spot, yes, I like Dean. The other team I really want to cover at the back is Wolves. Um, but again, without the doubles, it's hard to go. I really like Ait Nori. He's so cheap as well. He's 4.3 million. Yeah. And, I, and he got two assists last time. He's definitely going to be first choice. Um, so Wolves and Villa are the two teams I'm looking to cover defensively. And then I think we can't underestimate Man City as well. Like not many have the City double up. Laporte's a really nice option. Um, double City defence, they just don't look like conceding and they've got nice fixtures too. So are we, Alonso spot will go to Dean, Aitnori or Laporte. Um, and again, that Diop spot is very likely to move to one of those other players. Diop's mm. not going to be starting for West Ham at all very soon. Um, they've got players back to fit. Like I think Ogbonna's back soon, and Diop is definitely behind. No, Zuma's back. Ogbonna's out for the season. Yeah, Zuma's back soon. Zuma. So it'll be Zuma and Dawson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they need they need to get someone back. Uh, they're they're really struggling. Um, you know, th- those two centre backs. Well, they're, they're they're the backup centre backs, aren't they? So asking them to, you know, yeah. be there and push for their top four charge is is asking a lot from them. Um, I think. Um, yeah. Captain, you've got your captain on Ronaldo this week to me it looks like a fairly good week to roll the dice a little bit I don't think there is a standout option so much I think it's probably De Bruyne if I had him I think he'd be the uh-huh. one that, that I'd go for but the screen grab I sent you definitely didn't have Ronaldo captain didn't it but that's fine I'm ha- I was okay it was up in the air the screen grab I sent you as I can 100% confirm this okay. had Foden captain and I did was thinking now? yeah which is because I did it as like a, oh we can talk about this because I know you and I have both been very close mm. on Foden captaincy so I don't think it will be Ronaldo I mean maybe he scores a hat-trick tonight looks great and it is but it's I'm actually veering towards both Foden and Saka at the moment uh, okay. now the two I like yeah good I thought you were boring a, but I was, no, I was misguided yeah no, I don't fancy I don't fancy Ronaldo against West Ham unless I see something brilliant tonight. Um, and I don't think I fancy Jota away from home either. Liverpool just looks short without Salah, and obviously Liverpool having to play Thursday as well. Um, so at the moment, it's on it's it's on Foden, and if it's not, it's on Saka. Um, as vice, I think I think there's options. Yeah, right across your right across your team, you've got Cancelo and Trent potential options. You know, both just delivering week on week. Jota Foden. Uh, Saka, like you mentioned, maybe even Bowen. I mean, given how you talk about yeah. Maguire coming back and how poor United have been, and then you've got Ronaldo and Dennis up top. I think you could you could pretty much captain anyone in your team except for your two Chelsea players. Yeah, and if we get and if we do get a doubler, I would very almost certainly be going to the mm. guy I bring in on a double game week. I would genuinely even be tempted to captain someone like a. Let's say I go boring with a defensive transfer, Luca Dean. I I always back the guy that will get 180 minutes. So. 
outside of these guys, because there, there isn't a standout, I would back my Aston Villa player, mm. I think, if they played twice. Yeah, to me, it just feels like we're not when Salah's back soon and we're not going to have this fun yeah. again. Like yeah. You might as well roll the dice a little bit and, and you know, and try and hit one of these halls. Because I, I don't think there's... I don't think there's going to be huge, you know, variance between a lot of these of these players. Yeah, like you're not going. There's no way you're going Ronaldo unless you see something brilliant tonight. You're going. You're going to go Foden with me as I'm sure of it. I'm 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 thinking about giving it to Martinelli. Yeah, or Saka Martinelli. Or, or Saka. Yeah. I think I think the Arsenal Burnley game is 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 the best one. But it's whether that game goes ahead. You have got Arsenal who had no players and have decided to loan out and sell uh, <laughs> the, the remaining ones they've got left. And then you've got Burnley who, you know, basically aren't going to ever play a game again because they haven't played for about six months or whatever it is. So I'll tell you what, as targeting Burnley, knowing they haven't played for so long, it's going to be like pre-season for them. They will be so short of match fitness, won't they? Uh, yes, yeah, that's a good point. I thought you meant targeting them in bringing in some of their players. I was going to say, who you bring oh, in? Oh, no, Matt, sorry. Matt Lowton or, or Dwight McNeil. They're, they're about your best. <laughs> about your best fix. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think Burnley are the, are the team to target. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they're going to have to probably play a lot of games pretty, you know, they're not going to get much rest. I don't think it's doing them any favours doing making all these postponements because they're going to have to play these games at some point. They're going to have to cram them all in and, you know, and it's going to be difficult. I mean, to, in, in their defence, they, they, I think they've only they've only called off two, haven't they? The other ones were, were you know, other teams calling it off. There was, a, there was a snow fixture as well, wasn't a there? A snow the fixture, first... that was a Spurs one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's... It's not. It's not all that. It's not their fault, and you know, all the, all the clubs seem to be doing it and kind of you know trying to take advantage of the rules. Hopefully, we'll see that kind of come to an end um, o- over this break. Um, but yeah. yeah, as what I'd say about just finally about Alonso is the reason I wasn't convinced about selling him unless we get the fixture announcements is he's just played Spurs twice in the EFL Cup. I think he's did he start one? He might have been rested for one of the games. Anyway, Chelsea got two clean sheets in those games, and I'm like. Mm. The Spurs look like scoring? Again, I need to see Spurs attack tonight. Spurs attack without Song. If they don't look like scoring or don't score against Leicester, I would be tempted to give Alonso that one more roll of the dice. Mm. <laughs> you're going to be stuck with him forever, Jenny, I reckon. He's, he's one of those players that you kind of never, you never managed to get rid of. Um, yeah. And maybe yeah. I'll sell Diop instead and go Diop to Dean because I am sure Diop, I don't want Diop going forward. Like he has got one more game in him, max, I reckon. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I think we call it there. Jenny, yep. nice and done. Done half an hour, very nice. Uh, I, I, I imagine you're going to end up buying a, a Villa player. I think if, if we do get any news of a, I mean, we're, we're going to have to get it pretty soon. It's going to have to True. be tomorrow or you know early Friday. Um, I think you know Watkins. Then I think we'll all be kind of ripping our teams up probably to get Watkins in, uh, yep. if you know if, if that's the case. Or like you say, or, or, or Dean captain. Which is yeah. shows how quickly things can turn around, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll make the most of not having Salah, as you say. Like we wouldn't go Dean captain if Salah played Crystal Palace in a single game. Yeah. We'd, we'd still go Salah. So let's try and have a little bit of fun when Salah's away, uh, when the cat's away. Um, <laughs> um, guys, there's 877 people watching. Like, thank you for following my journey um, on these weekly videos with us. But from that 877, if just half of you come and watch this evening, it would be, I promise you, you won't regret it. Like maybe you want to watch the games on mute and listen to us, or maybe you just want to come in and out and do the halftime thing or whatever, but it'll be me and Ed for about three hours of chaos during two brilliant FPL games. And we don't just update on the games, we're talking about all sorts. FPL strategy, sure, similar to what we've done now, but also about Ed's job as a RE teacher or whatever. Like I can promise you lols. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know he was an RE teacher. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I think he teaches like 
definitely some sort of religious studies or like ethics and all sort. He he teaches stuff you wouldn't think he'd teach. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, so mm. absolutely. What, what Jenny says, check out that video uh, tonight when you're watching Ronaldo score, score a hat-trick for, for both of us. Um, also make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel uh, too. Jenny and I do these every week. We thought, didn't we, Jenny, that you um, sort of, you, you know, you had such a bad season last year we were a bit worried that if you were doing quite well, it might affect the, you know, the views. Yeah, the numbers. But, yeah, we're getting, getting getting good numbers this year. It's good that so many people, uh, yeah, seem to seem to enjoy listening to us. They definitely prefer seeing me with terrible red arrows, though. <laughs> Last season, I'm sure everyone was just having so much fun. I know with I it. do. I, I reckon I was at one million rank at this point last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you've, you've stepped it up, and you're not that far off me. It's um, it's a big. You've, you've overtaken Chris now as well. He was mentioning that in the when we had a chat earlier. Right. Okay, good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm the sort of guy that would usually beat Chris hands down every season. It's just last year was a freak. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, he finished 5k last year. You won't, you won't be happy to hear you say that. He did have a good one, didn't he? <laughs> awesome. Janny, thanks so much. I'll be listening tonight. I urge everyone to do the same. Um, but well, there's a, there's a bit of a break now, two week break, um, but we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks. Look forward to it. Good to chat. Good luck, FPL managers. Let's go big on Ronaldo tonight. Come on, it's happening. Let's do it. I don't think we'll ever hear you say that again. <laughs> I won't wear my Man United Ronaldo shirt because I know what happened last time. Absolutely. <laughs>